Hello and welcome to Saladcast. It's episode 36 and I'm joined as usual by Glenn and this week we've got a guest. Hi Ollie, how are you? It's uh, it's yeah, we've got a new member of uh, our fan base on the podcast this week and uh, we've just been talking before we started recording about how I should introduce this new guest and and you were saying uh, that you wanted to introduce yourself really because well, I might maybe... as well, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm John Dorset on the Facebook you'll see me as that. On Blue and Amber you'll know me as Scooter yeah. and a lot of a lot of town fans will know me as Scooter. So. Yeah, you've been going for a very long time. I think maybe the, the longest of everyone that's been on the podcast so far, I think. Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd imagine so. Because I've never listened to a podcast. <laughs> oh, well, we're going introdu- to introduce you to it this I week. I will have to listen to it. You've been going to it for, for, for a fair old time, haven't you? Yeah, I was. I used to go in the 60s as a, as a boy. Yep. I suppose I didn't go with my dad because he was often working Saturdays. I'd go with schoolmates <laughs> on a Saturday. If I went with my dad, I went to Wolves. <laughs> oh, no. Well, there you go. But you eventually got uh, turned yeah. around to the good yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah, the big change was 78, 79, when really? we won. That's when I started going away as well, mm. regular, rather than just going to Walsall or something, or Wrexham. And you've been going, and, and you pretty uh, much at every away yeah, game I've so, seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so they go. And the then, 80s. During that time then, come on, who's, you've got to have that one, one or two favourite players of, quite, of, the, of the period you've been going, who, who would you say? Back that time, I used, I used to really like Colin Griffin, because oh, okay. it took us sort of through that stage, came when we were really poor mm. in the 70s. And it's always good to see local people, so Bernard McNally. Yep. Dave Edwards, Joe Hart. And super to have Dave Edwards come on the pitch yesterday. You know, talk about Edwards. It was yeah. fantastic to see him coming on. on, on yeah, the... it was the ideal time to bring him on exactly, as well. Yeah. I, I, I did wonder if he might have got Campbell on for a few minutes, but I think <laughs> Dave Edwards was the right choice we're gonna, at the right we're, time. We're going to come back to that anyway, aren't we, later, Ollie, when we talk about the, the one game we've had this week, which is Southend United. But, yeah, interesting to have a guest on, Ollie, obviously, that's seen it all. Um, and, and interestingly, me and you didn't see any of it this week because both of us missed the game. Yeah, didn't we? I was doing a 10 kilometre run in Chirk, which was oh. ridiculously hilly. Oh, right. Crazy, um, but then yeah, I came back um, and uh, oh yeah, I was cutting the lawn, scarified the lawn, did loads of work in the garden, listening to the game. So yeah, obviously got my own view on, and I've watched the game back as well in preparation for the pod. But yeah, definitely will lean on um, John's um, interpretation and view of the game, and particularly what the atmosphere was like and stuff in this much um, needed win for town. Mm, yeah, and obviously I wasn't there because it was Mother's Day this weekend, and I thought I'd earn some brownie points by taking my wife away. So uh, we just had a weekend in the Peak District, which was really nice. And funny enough, I was in Derby. I should just say I, I couldn't watch the game or even listen to the commentary. So I was I was in Derby in the middle of a horrible shopping centre on Saturday, um, and following the results come through on Twitter, Ollie, which is obviously incredibly <laughs> horrible way of following your beloved football club. But it was interesting as I was walking out of their shopping centre, all their fans were walking back in from their game, and they'd won six one against Rotherham, which was pleasing after what happened last season. <laughs> So I felt at home with a bunch of smiling uh, football fans, even though they weren't, you know, my own fans, Ollie. Cool. So yeah, let's jump into the detail, um, and then yeah, to tell everyone how this how this game went. So only one game this week, Ollie, and uh, after some of our uh, our pessimism last week, it was a positive result for Shrewsbury Town. So, yeah, the lads went down to Southend um, in what looked like a tricky tie and came away with a, a creditable 2-0 win with uh, goals from Fay on 50 minutes and Mr Waterfall cropping up with another another header, wasn't it? Um, in a vital time, in a vital away game, much like Wimbledon, um, on 69 minutes to sort of seal the game from what I, I heard about it. But, um, yeah, fantastic, fantastic result, Ollie. And, uh, yeah, seems like there was there was a fair few town fans yeah, there as well. Yeah, it was 312 town fans. It was not bad for a long trip. Um, and throughout the commentary, I could hear the town fans. And, yeah, sounds like they're in good voice. Just a couple of stats before we got onto the team. So, poor Southend fans. Um, they're now 12 <laughs> games about a win. 
which Jeez. kind of linked back to my kind of um, optimism before we went into the game, and that was proved proved to be right. Yeah. Uh, before the game kicked off, and we were only one point and one place above them, um, so it just kind of shows how badly Southend has been falling. There's quite a few teams that are falling down on the league table, and there's quite a few on their kind of upward trajectory, so we'll get to that when we get to the, the league table later. The team um, was um, only one change, which is interesting, so we played the same formation um, that we did at home to Pompey, so that kind of three four three um formation mm. which was popular with with Chelsea and Conte when they won the league and and there was Mitchell came in goal for Arnold who injured his hamstring Williams Waterfall Beckles Bolton right wing back Grant and Norburn sit in with Goldburn left wing back and Doherty and Worley being busy bees um, behind Okunabiri up front. And um, yeah, so John, what was the kind of what was the what was the town fans thinking when they saw the team lineup? And also, what was kind of the mood amongst the fans before kickoff? Um, I think it was pretty good. Um, I don't. I think it was what we all expected, really. Mm. Other than the fact that you almost expect changes. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, th- I think so. People were just relieved to see the same team come out. Interested to see what Mitchell would be like, but. Unfortunately, we, he didn't have much to do. Well, fortunately, he didn't yeah. have much to do. That's what we would have um, wanted. Because so yeah. John was obviously at the meeting we talked about last week on the on the podcast, Ollie, the one with Sam Ricketts. And one of the big discussion points we had was about rotation, wasn't it? And about yeah. how we, we were getting a bit sick of it. And I found it interesting now that we finally got to a game where, keeper aside, we might have picked the same team back to back. And so did you did you think, well, Sam Ricketts was listening to you, me and Ollie last week? <laughs> I think Sam Ricketts would probably say the difference was not having midweek games very true. for the last couple of weeks. Yes, very true. That was, was my exact thought to as be well. Fair to him. No, I'm yeah, claiming I it. It's well. I think we should just claim it, guys. <laughs> he mentions in his post-match that um, he kept the same side because of the performance and was so good. Mm. But I also put in brackets, it's funny me and John are on the same page here, I put in brackets that I was going to add, and I'm adding here, um, that I thought it was yeah the lack of midweek game allowed him to play the same team as well. Yeah, And also work on the same formation and tactics throughout the week. Okay, yeah, there we go. I mean, as I say, it's nice to see that consistent team and obviously the result maybe we're thinking already validates it. We'll find out as the season goes on now whether he keeps changing it or he sticks with this team now. I mean, I'd be more than happy seeing this team play week in, week out now. would Would you, John, would you be happy seeing this in the running? I would, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the big test will come at Easter, Friday and Monday. I can imagine him doing some tinkering then. (laughs) Well, yeah, with the fitness issues. Which way round, I don't know. Yeah, very very true, very true. So, yeah, I was going to ask John as well, because obviously one of the things we talked about there was it was good away attendance. It was 312, which is always fantastic. It's such a long way to Southend. And obviously you and... Yeah, it's one I have missed once or twice Mm. as well. It can be a a bit of a challenge to get down there, can't it, to be fair. But, um, yeah, I saw saw John had put a picture up of him eating some chips on the the seafront and with the sunshine. (laughs) No, that that was Friday night. Oh, was it? Okay, there you go. There you go. Because I was already... In London, <laughs> so I on Saturday morning I only had to short train journey. Ah, there you go. Ah, sensible planning, that Ollie. Yeah. Sensible planning. So yeah, I mean, for credit to everyone going down there, and you know, when you look at the result and, and you go all that way, it does make it all that much sweeter. Yeah, it definitely it? does. And it's one of the few grounds I haven't actually been to. I know here that they're trying to get yeah. a new ground, and yeah, it did sound like there was quite a noisy atmosphere in the South End fans. Were they up for it with the obviously change of manager? They were very quiet, South End fans. They didn't get like the town fans had done when they were restless and booing or, or anything. They just seemed quiet. Mm. So, um, as I say, I didn't speak to any of them, but I would think probably there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a feeling that they're going and there's not much they can do about it. Resignation. Yeah, quite pessimistic online. And yeah, I'll follow um, one of their fanzines who, who predicted a defeat. And he <laughs> seemed after the game basically consigned that they were going to get relegated. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it seems like there's. I, I I saw quite a lot of Southend fans stuff on Twitter later on the night when I got got back to my hotel for, for last night and was reading up sort of the vibe of what had happened and th- there was a lot of you were the better team and also we're we're done we're cooked we're out of it which is funny because I felt like that a couple of weeks ago yeah, so you never quite know I haven't felt that bad no about us. no I did I did feel a bit bad when we came out of Rochdale having <laughs> lost because it was a similar game to this a team yeah. that I thought we would go there and do something and and we didn't it's fair to day. say Glenn's definitely the pessimist on the podcast. I think I'm the pessimist in the fan base, Ollie, to be honest with you. So, so every fan base needs one. There we go. But um, it, it's funny that John mentions Rochdale there because he's right. It was a very similar situation. You know, a team who were in absolutely dire form, down the bottom with us, that with a would change be open of manager. Their manager exactly. Way. And, you know, this time we did it. We got a result. And I suppose that takes us into the game then, really, Ollie, and in terms of the performance as well. You know, I'm, I haven't seen any of the highlights back, as I said, so I don't quite know about the performance. Obviously, I know the result, which was fantastic. I'm delighted with that. But more interested to see what you two think about the performance, yeah, really. Yeah, we started the game... Um, we're getting all right. We had a nice cheeky chip from Doherty where he tried to saw the goalkeeper off his line. And yeah, there was a few chances. Um, I don't know if you can remember, John, there was a corner where Waterfall nearly scored from a header and he couldn't believe it. He didn't score. That was a surprise. Yeah, then we were kicking away from the town fans who were behind the goal. So I'd forgotten about the chip until you mentioned it because <laughs> it was yeah, right at the start. But yeah, we, it was one of those cheeky ones. Keeper was off his line. But um, we definitely had chances on those corners. There was a, there was two that Waterfall nearly got a good head wow. on to, yeah. didn't they? I think from the other end. I wasn't even sure it was Waterfall, but you assume it is. Uh, it was down the other <laughs> end. We were behind the goal, were you? Yeah, we were oh, behind the goal and God. it was down the far end. Oh. But you could see that one and then there was the one chance when Wally had a good run and set up a Kennedy. Yeah, he hit the side, met him with the first one. So there was two chances for Faye. There was one created by Doherty and one created by Wally. And funny enough, um, and unsurprisingly for quite a lot of town fans, he was offside on both occasions. Um, yeah. Which was a bit frustrating, but mm. it was good to see the front three combining. And were they a threat, John? Yeah. Um, I thought first half, it, it's, it's hard to be certain, but that we maybe we didn't get enough support to a Kenobiri as much as we did perhaps in the second half. But on, so on the occasions we did, we set those chances up. Yeah. We so- looked a bit more dangerous, I think, the second half. A bit more dangerous in open play. Yeah, it's good to maybe have that. It's because it's a slightly different combination to what we've had in terms of a front three, isn't it, this season? In terms of Doherty and Wally being off Ockenberry. We you know, we've only seen that for the first time last week, really, didn't we, as a, as yeah. a tactic? And so it's, it's it's obviously maybe going to take a little bit of time for them to get it together, but it sounds like there were certainly positive things from what you two saw on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. And I think definitely we shaded the first half. Um, those chances from the corner and those chances for Faye and were definitely the best chances. And yeah, what were your thoughts at half time, um, Scooter? Were you quite pleased with the performance? Yeah, um, we well, we completely restricted South End. Yeah, they just didn't look a threat. So you just thought that if we could get a goal, we would go on and win it. Mm. And I, I think everybody was thinking Mark the same. Mark was saying it was one of those games where the first goal was going to have a, a big swing um, in the outcome of the match. Yeah, without a doubt. So they didn't create any chance in the first no, half No, there was nothing, Glenn, on the, on, the, on the extended highlights as well. It was nothing from them at all. Jumping forward a bit, Mitchell stopped a shot in quite late in the game, and their fans' ironic cheer. Oh, really? First, first shot on target, I think. <laughs> Wasn't there once we did that earlier this season? Let's could imagine uh, this maybe a few times that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, they was they said so they were completely out with them. So so I'd have been sitting there if I'd have been there. I know what I'd have been feeling like. Oh, we've been on top and we've missed the chances. Yeah. And it's going to cost us. So I'm sure that other people feel a different way, Ollie. But yeah, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like that was almost the perfect half, really. Yeah. The, the only thing I would say to that is that um, that um, Southend were terrible. 
Oh, oh really? Poorly. <laughs> um, so I think there was too much to worry about. I would say that um, it was interesting at half time because, um, yeah, I was listening on commentary. I missed the kind of kickoff. And then all of a sudden, hearing um, Nor- uh, Lawrence's name, and I was like, "What? What's? Why, where's he come from?" But yeah, there was a change at half time. Norburn went off. He was injured at the start of the game, really, and they kind of like, I guess, they played him as a bit of a gamble. Um, it gamble didn't quite work. Um, and he had to come off at half time, so Lawrence came on. Um, so he had a bit of an injury and niggling the week. Um, so that was a bit of a change. Yeah, I'd read about that, and, and and there was talk that him, Bolton, and Faye were all going to potentially miss the game, and obviously all three of them started, which was which was good. So for yeah, us. you yeah. weren't too surprised that one yeah. of them got subbed. But did it did it pay off though? Did, did we look a little bit more attacking with Lauren and the Norburn? Because something you could say he's a more attacking. Yeah, player, I thought right? I thought um, Lauren was a good player. His legs um, was good. What was your for you, John? Do you think you think we were better with with um, with Lauren rather than Norburn? Yeah, I, I must admit, I like Laurent. Yeah, really? um, I can understand why he's not starting at the moment, and I'm sure if Norburn's fit, he'll be straight back in, having listened to Sam Ricketts the other week. But, oh, yeah, um, yeah, true. But to be honest, against Southend, we didn't really miss him, no. Yeah. <laughs> they were, they were that yeah. bad. Well, yeah. <laughs> he had plenty of energy, Laurent, and helped him step forward. And as I say, I thought Doherty and Wally got up at, up to Okanabiri a bit better, perhaps. Hmm. It's it's interesting with Lara Norburn. You can you can we talk about comparing the two, but it's quite a good thing for us that you know we're, we're talking about salvaging ourselves and keeping ourselves up now and a couple of wins away from that maybe that you've got two midfielders there to build something around next season who are quite young and have got a little bit of something about them. Obviously, they've not shown it every week this season for a variety of reasons, but. Definitely something that Ricketts can build on next year if he's here and, and we do stay yeah, up Yeah, definitely. On I think the formation and the star gives us something to build on. Um, yeah, it's. I've been quite pleased, especially the performance against Pompey. Felt like we were um, starting to build something, and maybe we, if we carry on and fingers crossed, we can have a good end to the season. Can we a bit of momentum into next season? Mm. Yeah, let's. I think maybe we. <laughs> Give it another two games. And we'll we're, we're really getting on that. So yeah, t- to me, having read a few bits for the match report, Ollie, and a bit of the stuff on Twitter in terms of the second half, sounded quite similar to what happened in the first half, except we managed to convert. Yeah, the definitely. Um, so it's fifty minute um, ball up from the keeper. Mitchell actually slipped over when he did the goal kick. Came <laughs> through to to Faye, who picked a nice little pass to Worley. One two were Worley. Worley saw the space, passed it to Okunabiri to run into, and um, yeah, Okunabiri's finishing is just sublime. So just inside the box. Um, kind of what you might think of like a Thierry Henry finish, you know, mm. c- cutting in from the left, but this way Faye was cutting in from the right, um, shoots, um, and using a, a phrase from Waterfall, poaches stamp into the bottom corner. Um, and yeah, um, we're town 1-0 one, one up and celebrating in front of the way fans. Yeah, it must have always been, it's always better when you score in front of you. Yeah, it? it really was good. You could see him get the ball and say, and you, when you watch back, you can see the build-up as well, but you don't tend to remember that when you're there. No. You, He's just suddenly there in the box, and he didn't belt it in by any means. He really picked his spot, put it right inside the far post, so you could just see it going inside that far post. It was a great feeling. No, it's brilliant. They ran over, didn't they, to the town fans? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Awesome, fair play. I'm I'm glad I missed it now, to be fair, Ollie. But, I mean, yeah, I've watched that goal back as well. It is a class finish, isn't it? And he's obviously gone a lot of games now without a goal in the league. And and he got to what fourteen goals, hadn't he? And it sort of got stuck on fourteen. Um, but yeah, he gets to fifteen now. He moves up to you know another couple of couple of sort of alt strikers of the last ten fifteen years since moved to New Meadow. He jumps above them now. He's he's I think he's only three or four players who've scored more goals in one season in all competitions than Faye now. And he's still got what is it six seven games left to even add to that. So he, even though he's had that little period, he, he will end this season with a fairly credible goal scoring. Yeah, it'd be nice if he get as high as eighteen or something like that. But yeah, yeah over fifteen yeah. is good. And 
and as we know, he's made he stepped up a few levels as well. So yeah, yep. fantastic um, sign in and a great um, player to have, um, and one we definitely need to keep hold of. <laughs> well, it's funny we were talking about having something to build on next year, but you do worry that someone comes along and just spends a load of money on Okabiri in the summer. Potentially could happen, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean that's always likely to happen. Should his return? It is, it is. But it is. you know, we've got money in the bank scooter this time. <laughs> Three million quid. We don't, we don't. And Brian's always right when he says in interviews, we don't need to sell. And you know, the, the rumours, the strong rumours were that some. Sunderland were looking for a striker in, in this in the in the Christmas window. Faye was one of their options. We turned a bid down, which is which is fantastic to be fair. And he if did we've got turn him, a bid down, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah, he's definitely an asset, and and so we want to build a team around. And and he was involved in kind of the next nice bit of play. So some really good build up play, and really nice to see Bolton were getting involved as well as an attacking threat. He got the ball and came to um, to Wally across across to Okunbiri, who's always a bit of a fox in the box, and hit the post. Yeah. This time he was yeah, outside, so that was um, but in. yeah, that that would have been um, that would have been game over at that point. But that was a nice finish, and it's good to see that he just gets in those spaces again. And you've seen that build up and that link up play with Warley is becoming quite a nice combination. Scoot was listening to you saying that then, Ollie, and he was like, "I thought that was going in." And it was yeah. must have been one of those ones you were like, "That was the game." Then you must have, thought. yeah, yeah, you thought so, and then ah, oh. unlucky, unlucky in the end, I suppose. And then you've got on the agenda next, Ollie Grant diving about again. And um, funny thing is, I, I I don't know what the context of this is really. And uh, when we were going through the agenda beforehand, me and Scoot here, he was like, "Oh, interesting, you put that because again, it's something you'd sort of forgotten about." Yeah, but, well, no, no, that well, was that was something I did remember. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so what was he doing then, John? What because I, I saw in the I saw in the watching the game that we were in a we were in an attacking position um, and then basically when their player comes over and he just absolutely dives again to kind of throwing the team off a little bit in terms of what was going on and it's just something that's getting a bit frustrating for me and did he do it m- many times in this game? Yeah, the, I think the town have got one or two players who, who go down <laughs> rather easy. I will say that. but um, And we all know about Grant, really. Yeah. He, he, he does... Often they are fouls, but he sort of by he looks for the foul, doesn't he? Mm. But um, but a couple of times Wally went down, and their fans were getting annoyed. And you've probably seen it when you watched it back. He's on the ground when when we score the second yeah, goal. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's trying to wind me up a little bit. I understand <laughs> sometimes doing it, it can be quite good to kind of you know to to win something. But he does it too. Does he tries too hard? To try and get that um, that free kick. Um, yeah. And obviously last week he caused us um, he causes issues. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's a funny thing about it, isn't it? Because we've got a few players, as you say, we were talking about Wally and Grant, who, who seem to try and buy free kicks more often than not, not, and in slightly different ways, really. Wally's is at pace, and he, if he gets any contact, he will go to ground, whether it's or even dubious contact, shall we say? Whereas Grant's different, isn't it? He's he's more cute and smart about it, but still kind of breaks the game up. But yeah, obviously last week against Portsmouth, that cost us in the build up to the second goal. This time it hasn't cost us, so I think we can be thankful that oh. whatever happened didn't lead to a goal or anything like that. No, but. no, no, nothing like that. <laughs> but it is interesting that their fans, and we were talking when we scooter about talking about their fans have been really, really quiet, yeah. apart from their ironic cheers at the end of the game for their first shot on target. And you were saying they were getting a bit wound up by our, our histrionics, really. Yeah, yeah, they did seem to get wound up. Same mo- I think more Worley than, than Grant. Than Grant. Yeah. Oh, the, there was a couple of times, yeah, because he was looking for penalties. And, and the once then, it, it ended up with some pushing and shoving. And, and Wally got booked, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a on. terrible yeah. dive by Wally. Nice build-up play again from town. Um, this is when we were winning 2-0. And Wally dies in the box and it all kicks off for a little bit of handbags, um, which is a bit unnecessary. But yeah, Wally definitely dived there. And I can, I can understand um, some South End fans are really frustrated. Um, <laughs> but this was... Oh, yeah. The, and the, obviously their players must have got a bit frustrated from then. And there was some pushing and shoving. 
Well, they're two 0 down as well. It's almost like a sort of that it's their sort of fake way of trying to show <laughs> that they were making a bit of effort. Show a bit of passion. I've seen town fans, town players do that loads of times. We'll be three 0 down, and then suddenly one of them will go steaming into a tackle, and <laughs> they'll be pushing. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. We, we can see your passion now, but where was that when we were in two 0 or one 0 down? It's it's almost like a sort of thing to the fans. But I'm probably thinking that um, the way the South End fans have been going, I don't think they're going to buy that sort of thing at the moment, are they? So um, I don't think so. No, there we go. But uh, I was just going to go back then because obviously we talked about that happening, but that was after the second goal, and I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, it was clinching goal, and it was really a sort of uh, yeah, a sort of a classic waterfall goal. Yeah, really, it was. So one of those short corners, Glenn, um, that you've been loving in the last few home games. <laughs> so Goldborn takes a, takes a corner short, passes to Worley. Worley kind of gets tackled and just kind of falls over, but the ball um, comes free to Goldburn. Goldburn takes it, um, takes a second, looks up, sees his man, um, curls in a beautiful ball with his left foot, and, and, Wa- and waterfall beats his man gets in front of him and then just clamps it into the back of the net and a, a really, really nice um, nice goal. And um, yeah, super cross from Goldburn, um, who is a nice assist for him, who I think has actually been doing much better in the last few games. I thought I thought Goldburn was good all game and, and a great header from Waterfall. Again, bit, bit beyond, you, you just knew that was it. The second goal, it was all over. Yeah. There was it. no way they were coming back. Even the town weren't going to mess that up. <laughs> so confident. I've just seen us do it this season, I think, at this point. But yeah, I mean, Waterfall's been... Yeah. He's had such a weird season, hasn't he, really, when we talk about his pro- pro- sort of trajectory through the season. Down in the dumps at the start when he was costing us goals... Then he had a little run of goals where he picked up again. Then he sort of plateaued off as sort of average. Then he had that sort of three or four game run where, we, where he was poor again and we conceded. And then the last three or four games, his defending's gone right up. In fact, maybe since Ricketts came back in, he's generally been better, hasn't he? And now he's cropped, cropped up with an important goal again. So he's, he's really had a bit of a roller coaster season. But it seems to be, Ollie, if it does keep up on this little trajectory, he might end up on, a, on an upslope when we finish yeah, the definitely. season. Yeah, one definitely. One to think about in the summer, I'd say. Yeah, true. Yeah, true enough. And I could, He's not going anywhere, is he? He's on a three-year deal for crying out loud. So he's uh, he's going to be starting centre-back next season, I think, Scooter. I think so. Um, the interesting thing then is if he's going to stick to three centre-backs, though. Mm. Yeah. Because he might get found out if we go back to four. <laughs> Just, just, just from the lack of pace. Unless him and Roshan Williams, because he's still definitely got. Yeah, some I've pace. got a feeling that um, Ricketts is going to like three at the back. Um, it seems to be a bit of a trend, doesn't it, in football at the moment? Um, so I won't be too surprised if we play three at the back going forward. Um, but as Sam Ricketts said to us in our meeting, didn't he? he said that he'll try and get the best players he can and build a formation from it. Obviously in pre-season. So, but I won't be too surprised if next season um, three at the back is one of our um, main formations if, if Ricketts is still with us. Yeah, I mean, again, go back to that meeting. We covered as much as we could last week, but there was a general vibe that he will build a team around. You were sort of saying, do you build around a tactic? And he was like, not really. You kind of you kind of get the players in and then you kind of bring it all together. And there is a master plan behind it all, but it kind of relies on so many factors with recruitment and fitness and injuries that you've got to kind of keep keep an idea on where you're headed, really. So, yeah, I think you're probably right, Ollie, about three at the back. Um whether it'll be the three that we've got playing at the moment or it'll be new defenders coming in, I'm, I'm not too sure. Beckles is obviously vulnerable. I think he might be out of contract. So, um, yeah, not not sure what will happen really next season. But, you know, again, with Roshan, again, you've got feel like there's something to build on. Yeah, he's you? been an excellent signing, hasn't he? And is he one something you're looking forward to? Anything he looks like a, probably the best signing in the general transfer window, Scooter? Yeah, no, it's his pace. And he's good, generally. Um Sometimes he could pass it a bit better distribution, <laughs> but you know he's still learning. He's still learning, isn't yeah. he? It, it's still new to him. Look, league football. 
So it perhaps comes a bit quicker than uh, than he thinks. But yeah, he makes some great challenges. And there was once, it might have been quite late in the game yesterday, and he was really quick to get across to the other side of the of the penalty box. And he just beat their player in a race, ran past him. Yeah, he's a good insurance policy, isn't he, in that situation? And um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how he develops with a full men's pre-season in him as well. Because obviously the pre-season he had this year, Ollie, was like a, a youth football Pre-season wasn't it? You know, an, an academy yeah. pre-season. Getting a full pre-season like the rest of the lads with. I can I can see him coming back. Like they had that um, moment where Goldson went from a youth player to a strong, st- sturdy, you know, league defender. I can see maybe seeing that evolution with Rashawn over the summer, and hopefully he retains his pace, comes back strong, and then you start to think, Christ, we've got a player on our hands here. And, and uh, you know, I'm hoping that's what happens really. But yeah, for me, definitely one of the stands. You know, like like you guys were saying, then one of the stands out in that in that window really. But um, and this is yeah. going to do well for good for his confidence as well. He's obviously going to be building his confidence and his and his and his confidence to be a player and also be a a big member of the, the dressing room as well. Yes, yeah, he was clear on that, wasn't he? About the, the 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 Ricketts was talking last week, wasn't he? When we went to that meeting about he's a great man in the dressing room. Yeah, we do, every team needs that, don't they, Scooter? And yeah, every every team does. You need characters, yeah, because yeah, apparently they were very quiet under Askey. Mm. But um, <laughs> you could have told that. Eh? You couldn't have seen it, could you? <laughs> oh no, there we go. Yeah, I mean, we keep hearing stuff. Not good, but no. But, we're, but we're, um, let's let's leave Askey alone. We've, yeah, we've done him to death on this podcast. Yeah, so Scoot, you'll be pleased to know. <laughs> there we go. But in terms of talking about um, sort of you know we talk we could talk about Askey, but one of the interesting things that we were going to ask you about is your review on the opposition in terms of South End. I mean, two things really. One, do they look doomed? And 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 if not, how are they going to get out of trouble? Do you think they've got it in them? They look they look in big trouble to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they did. They didn't. They didn't have a threat. I I, I was worried about Simon Cox, but. Mm. Didn't notice him in the game. He never got a chance. Yeah, he's always been a good player, isn't he? He's getting on, he's getting on with his age a bit now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, and he missed a couple of games, and I thought, oh, he's going to come in and maybe nick a goal against us. But did, did anyone stand out in the South End team? Uh, um, yeah, they brought uh, number thirty-four Kelman off the bench, ah, okay. and he caused a few problems. Um, he had one chance. He put wide and. He's only runs. 17, so he's obviously... Oh, right. yeah. yeah, so I guess it's I one of the, the trends you see, don't you, when you have the academy manager come in, often gives the chances to the kids, and yeah, he's a 17-year-old youngster, so yeah, interesting interesting player for them. Yeah, so if, if, if the only player you've had standing out is a 17-year-old kid you brought off the bench in the second half, you know you've got a bit of a crap-house team, haven't you? So yeah. it, it does sound like they're, they're one of the teams that are really dropping like a stone and, and are just devoid of any confidence, and... Um, yeah, don't don't think you've got anything to disagree with that, Scooter. Have you? No, anything? no, I can't see who's going to turn it round for them. No. I can see them really struggling over the last few games. But well, to be honest with you, as a Town fan, I would say good because well, yeah, the more teams that are going to get themselves into that trouble, the more chances of us getting a couple of second lives if we don't win a game or two going it's... forward. So, you know, you've got to hope that some of those teams that are that bad like um, Bradford had been up until the last couple of weeks, they're the ones that are like our insurance policy, so that you know we won't come last or second last. If we got ourselves back into a bit of trouble, you'd only be looking at those last two relegation places. So, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, Ollie, I suppose. Um, in terms of our team, though, we, we were just talking about this before we started recording, Scooter, about your top three, and you were finding it really difficult, weren't you? Because you were yeah. saying you never really like filling in the top three votes and stuff. No, I never. <laughs> I hardly ever vote for man of the match and that stuff. Because, sound like a manager, don't you? It's a team game. Oh, but, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but... Talking about yesterday, I thought it was just built on a solid defence. They didn't really... I know it's easy to say that because they were poor, but mm. but, but it was really solid yeah. and, and a foundation 
to build on then. So we, we ran through it and I, I press ganged you into picking something even though so, you weren't enjoying it. But yeah, you went for... Go on, do you so I, I went for Waterfall because he was dominant and he scored. Yep. I, I plumped for Beckles because he's been getting a bit of stick off a few people. Mm, yep. And and I, I'm not one who likes to criticise anyway, so I do try and be fair to people. Mm. And, I, and I, th- I, th- I think some have been a bit harsh. He's had a, little, a bit of a strange career with us, being moved around, yeah, left back, yeah. centre-half. Playing in the three suits him. Um, and then I went for Goldburn, who's again had some criticism. Mm. And I, th- I think he's been I think he's been a good signing. Yeah. I had my reservations about the young lad Haynes. <laughs> Probably useful for the future, but I'm not sure he's ready yet. No, and, no. And, and I thought he's been a really good signing. Yeah, it's inter- I mean, it's interesting. We've not I, probably one of the first times we've had all three defenders in. You know, a, a top three Ollie, which is which is testament to how solid they were yesterday. And, and as Scooter says, a, a platform to build on. But um, yeah, got a goldborn. It's nice to see him get a, a, in the top three as well because he hasn't really got in our top threes. In all honesty, Scooter in recent yeah. weeks, but he's definitely. That, that I think we're starting to see the experience that he was brought in tell a little bit more Ollie than it was when he first came in and his fitness wasn't yeah, quite there. I think he's been growing. You know, I think we're seeing to seeing the player that played in the championship. Yeah, mm. I think it's it's good to him to see, and yeah, p- pleased for him. Um, and it's a it's a, another good January transfer window signing. He's putting the kind of results on the pitch, so so that was very positive. And I think it's fair to say the town fans were pretty positive after this one. Put the three yeah. word match report up, and everyone was pretty chuffed. It was quite a nice, quite even on the Facebook group, which was nice. So Guy Smith said it was a cracking second half. Dwayne Edwards onwards and upwards. Um, Adrian Perks two more wins. Um, Jeffrey Waters with no no complaints tonight, and Andy <laughs> Worley with well deserved win. And I thought I thought well deserved win was probably the good place to end it because, yeah, he definitely was a deserved win. Um, even when you get opposition fans saying we deserve to win, um, you definitely know that you know the three points, um, you know, was um, was fair. And and I suppose that's just one thing I thought to ask Scooter really at the end of the game was what you know what was your overriding feeling leaving that stadium in terms of. Um, for me, I don't think we're obviously there in terms of being safe. But you know, and uh, what was that? Again, that was really positive. Yeah, the players all came over. There is some pictures from Daz, who's got the yeah, little boy, yeah, um, Corbin, yeah. and the, the players going over to see him. And, Brilliant. Uh, yeah, and some good photos. And I did shoot off pretty early. <laughs> I, I wish I'd hung around another couple of minutes because I, I shot off to try and get a train that I didn't get anyway. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't blame you. It's a long way back from South End, isn't it? And, but um, yeah, good scenes though. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, a, a, a good old, a good old feeling. I mean, as I say, I, you know, I was hundreds of miles away in a town I'm not used to, and I was buzzing, Ollie. I'm sure you were wherever you. So were yeah, involved. that was what came across in the interviews as well. Um, so I'll go with Waterfall first. I accidentally clicked Waterfall rather than Ricketts, but I thought I might as well listen to him. Now I've clicked it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Waterfall was chuffed. He said it was a massive win. We knew it was a big game, and we knew how big it was. Super finish from Faye. Um, a great ball from Scott um, t- um, Goldburn, who put the ball on the plate for him. Um, and he said he was more delighted with the clean sheet than the goal. So Waterford yeah. was chuffed. And, and Sam Ricketts, he said this is a significant win, comes off a good performance. Performance um, you know, wasn't as good um, as it was last week, but we couldn't get into our flow. But it's a huge resilience to win the game. We had to grind it out. Um, he's, he's, funny enough, he said he spoke to Faye and Waterford before the game, and he told them it was about time they scored. Um, so he said he might start doing that more often. <laughs> like the fans have been saying for a few weeks, that. Yeah. Um, he said yeah. we showed... Um, the signs that we can grind out a win and then Stuart Dunn asked him about the clean sheet and he said how vital that was um, and then he was asked about the same team as we mentioned earlier he said it was because of the level of performance he had to and yeah he kind of capped it off by saying it was the win was huge um, and the win was huge um, it put us in a, in a good position in the table 
I was, it is huge, isn't it? Because you, you don't miss many away games, do you, Scooter? And we've only obviously won three away games yeah. this season. But it's Wimbledon, Peterborough, and this game, wasn't it? The three yeah. wins. Be- biggest of the three, do you think, this season so far? Um, well, probably is because of where we where mm. it got to in the league. Um, well, the three... most pleasing for me was Peterborough because we've had a poor record there. Yeah, and whatever. I've been there a few times and seen us get beat. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? About those three, thinking about those three away games in terms of performance... We were pretty rubbish at Wimbledon and scored with two late goals. Peterborough, we obviously won. Again, we were rubbish first half. Yes, we were we? terrible. Yeah, we got better. We were the better team yes. second half. And then Peterborough, obviously, the whole game changed with Tony's handball. And then to, to the, the game on Saturday, obviously, we've we've ground it out. See, Ricky's saying we're not played so yeah, well, but I, I think I think he's been a bit harsh on his team. There. Really? If we're hanging on to a one nil, I'd say we're grinding <laughs> it out. We were two nil up. And I, I think you just say the performance against Portsmouth, particularly the first half, was so good um, that this just wasn't as good a performance. Um, but, but still good you... enough to beat Southend. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, but I, I said it's not been a sparkling season away from home, has it? So oh, no. A win like that is worth its price in, in the weight in gold, isn't it, really? Yeah, because... and it's about time we picked up a result. So we've had the honour of all season of being bottom of the uh, away league table. Yes. Um, with 12 points um, coming into this game. So we're no longer the worst um, away team in the in the league. That, that honour now goes to Bradford, who have only got 13 oh, right. points. I was just going to ask if it was that. Yeah, so it's Bradford. And then um, one. Then the team just below us is Wickham, who have got the same points as us as 15, but they've got a worse goal difference. Um, so, you know, we could catch up a few teams now. We've got Oxford and Plymouth ahead of us. Uh, so mm. if we get a you know a way, another way win, we might drive up the table. But more importantly, was the actual full league table, which yes. saw us move up to a mighty fifteenth place, um, which is fantastic. So yeah, it's it's funny because you've got Oxford, Gillingham, and Plymouth kind of pulling away a little bit over the last few weeks. Particularly Gillingham and Oxford um, have got themselves a bit of a gap now. So Shrewsbury have got forty six points, um, and then below us is Bristol with forty five. Then we've got Wickham. Accrington, Scunthorpe on 44, and then you've got four teams on 42, which is Southend, Warsaw, um, Wimbledon and Rochdale, and then Lonely Bradford on 36 points, who I think oh. are definitely, definitely down. Um, as things look, I would say that Wickham are in a bit of trouble because the way they're falling, so are Stanley. But there's definitely, for me, five teams which are kind of, I'd say, like the probably the favourites to get relegated at the moment. So you've got Scunthorpe, Southend, Warsaw, Wimbledon, Rochdale really fighting to try and get out. Um, and we had a question, Glyn, so I'll, I'll share this question to you from yeah. from Matty Beeston on, on Twitter. So thanks for sharing the question. So who do you think, Glyn, will be the four teams that we relegated? And John, who do you think as well? Uh, I'll start. I mean, yeah, it's, I, I'm judging it on really on form and, and what I've seen of these teams this season. So for me, I'm going to stick, obviously, with Bradford to go down. I think they're, they're gone already, pretty much. Um, that four point, well, no, more than four points now, isn't it? It's a six point gap, really. It's, it's too much for them now. And so I think Bradford, you can count on them to get down. I can see... South End being one of the one of the four as well, so I'm going to go Bradford South End. I can see Scunthorpe. I think we'll beat Scunthorpe last next week, and I think that will tr- tr- transition them into being one of the relegation front front runners as well. So I go with Scunthorpe, and I think I'll go with Rochdale for number four. Um, the reason being is I can see Wimbledon getting out of trouble. I think Walsall might be too good to go down. As bad as they are, they, they all seem to just do enough in League One. Um, and I think Accrington, in both the games I saw Accrington this season, they were good. Yeah. So I'm surprised. They've they've quite, it's worth just noting Accrington have got two games in hand and Rochdale yeah, have got exactly. one game in hand. Exactly, I agree yeah. with those four, Glyn. I think the only thing I'd probably change, so that's what I probably think will happen, but I'd like to see Walsall get relegated. Well, um, I'd love it. Yeah, I don't I'd really love want it to if... go away to Rochdale either. <laughs> 
No, exactly. I mean, I don't know. What, what about you, Scott? If you were to pick the four, who would you go with? Well, certainly Bradford. I think Wimbledon will get out of mm. it. Um, Sat. I think I agree with you. Southend and probably Scunthorpe. Mm. Probably then between Rochdale, Accrington, and Wickham for mm. one place. Mm. I, I, I think Walsall will probably get out of it. But I don't know that much about them. But um, yeah, it would be nice if we were both safe on that last day. Uh, well, <laughs> well I, other than, yeah, it would be nice to send them down, I suppose. But It would, but um, it you know, we, it's like when we... I mean, the last time we did anything like that was when we relegated Wrexham, wasn't it? Do you remember that? When they when they eventually went down to the conference? Oh, yeah. That was about the last time I remember us being the, yeah. the, the architects of one of our rivals' downfall sort of thing. And Was that a Sunday? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> it but, was a weird day, yeah. Yeah, and obviously not quite as important. Cause they were they, doomed anyway. Yeah, they, they? they pretty much were, but they, they did it to us, didn't they, a few years before when we went oh, into the conference? Yeah. So, um, so it would be interesting. I, I hope nothing's riding on that game personally. I couldn't deal with the heartache of it, Ollie, and, and, and the heart attack that we might be going. But it's interesting that you'd both kind of consider Wickham still to be in trouble, yet they're only two points behind us and they've got a game in hand. So it does show that. We yeah, but just, I think it's the form, isn't it? Yes, they're, it is. Is it 10 games they haven't won or something? Yes. They, yeah, they, most teams at this level, at this level of the table, don't go and get a point per game. So mm. it's unlikely, but you never know. They could they could win a few games, but um, yeah, just around the league table, actually worth just noting a few results. Um, so Accrington lost at home to Fleetwood one nil in the Lancashire Derby. So Fleetwood are still kind of on the coattails of the playoffs. Um, yeah. Bristol Rovers lost to Luton. Luton just win again. They're phenomenal. Um, They've won the league already, I think. Yeah, yeah I think they're, they're going to win the league. Luton have been fantastic. Uh, yeah, change of manager hasn't affected anything. No, yeah, brilliant. Colin scored again. He did. <laughs> Collins yeah. is doing superb. <laughs> Um, Charlton did us a favour and beat Bradford 1-0 which kind of think kind of ends their kind of hopes um, Doncaster got a good result at home 3-1 to Warsaw and then a big big game at the bottom of the table so there was three the last the next three games that, there was quite a lot of games at the bottom of the table so you had Gillingham draw with Rochdale you had Oxford beat Wickham 2-1 Scunthorpe lost to Wimbledon um, and um, yes we obviously Shooter Town beat Southend which I thought was quite interesting that going into the in going into the game there was a lot of discussion about sacking your manager and I think I got the sense that some Shooter fans thought if we sack your manager you might get some games and I thought it was quite interesting um, the um, Southend fanzine said that he was a bit concerned that some of the fa- he thought that some of the Southend fans thought that if you sack your manager you're guaranteed to win your next two games <laughs> and interestingly Southend and Scunthorpe both sacked their manager and both of them lost and this comes yes. where I thought it means linking back to last week when I was saying that I, I feel as for Shrewsbury that we're in, I would be, I think it would be a mistake to get rid of Ricketts. It felt like we're building something. And yeah, I think it's quite interesting that a lot of fans hope that, you know, you change your manager, you're going to get changed. So Wimbledon have improved. Rochdale had a couple of results. Um, but I don't know, do you guys, do you think, are you, do you, what do you think about that thought about if you sack your manager, you're, gonna, you're definitely going to get a bounce? He, I think Ricketts was. He, he slightly turned the form around at just the right time to avoid it becoming a bigger issue than it might have been. Did you not think, Ollie? Because there was there was a there was a borderline point there where we hadn't won for what it was thirteen games or twelve games, wasn't it? Where... I think the home win to um, against Wickham. That was it. That was the game. In the last yes. minute, that, that put his um, average win and um, average point per game the same as Rick um, as Askey because it was actually below. And those three points, you know, without those three points now, we'd be just one point of for relegation zone. And I think that plus the performance against Portsmouth. Um, has kind of, I think, toned down the Ricketts out kind of discussion and, and the Paul yeah. Hurst discussion that was going on. I I don't think I don't think the board would have seriously considered no no, I don't think that anyway. At all. We're about I know fans. there were fan, there were a few fans. I I wouldn't have been in in favour mm. of a sacking. Um, I I would have stuck with the manager. I say it looks as if he's starting to yeah build a little bit something. That now. form in the last five or six games has certainly improved in terms of points per game. 
but it was one point per game, right? We were talking about for those twelve games, so it had to turn around, Ollie. And it was a debate that we had maybe six podcasts ago, and it was a legitimate debate because our form was similar to what we're talking about for Southend. And, and we weren't Wickham. seeing any performances. We weren't seeing yes. the team improve at all. Exactly, but you've seen some steps forward in terms of results, and in, even in the game against Portsmouth that we lost, where we played better, but we still lost. There's been something to hang your hat on to, to say, look, I'm seeing something I can maybe get behind and, and see a, a way out of the relegation trouble. And obviously, grounded out a couple of results, moved us up to 15th. That all helps stave off any more of that discussion for a couple of weeks. But it's still in the balance. You know, if it was a couple of free losses in a row now, or we went and lost at home to Scunthorpe next week, suddenly the dynamic changes again. So we've still got a bit of an up and down rocky road. Well, it might not be rocky. It might be smooth sailing from now on. But there's still obviously things that could change. Um, but he's not getting sacked this season. There's no way that'll happen now. Um, and, and what happens in the summer if we stay up is nothing. He'll be manager next season, I think. And yeah, be definitely. That. I think I, I, I don't see um, the manager changing. And yeah, talking of looking ahead, um, well, actually, mm. before we look ahead, just the predictions. Um, so I, was, I got one right again. So I've got half my points, Glenn, in the last two games. Brilliant. Um, so I went for two nil um, win for Shrewsbury, which means I've got um, yeah for my twelve points. I've got six in the last two games, which is well that was a little bit of pressure on you. Maybe I can go all the way to the end of the season and um, and steal the crown, but it's, I think that's going to be unlikely. Mm, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> looking at Scunthorpe's last um, couple of results, um, so they beat Southend four one. Just goes to show how poor Southend are. Um, they wow. lost two nil um, away to Pompey. Um, they lost three um, one away to Rochdale, which is obviously was the signal. Um, for the end of um, their manager, um, and then um, they lost two um, one um, to Wimbledon on the weekend. Um, so, Glyn, you're still leading. What's your prediction for the the Scunny game? Um, I'm going to go for us to win two 0 again, like at the weekend. I think obviously I've I've listened to what Scooters had to say about the defence and how solid it looked against a poor team. And I, I, if if Scunthorpe turn up and play as poorly, and they are you know seemingly on a poor run like that. I know reason why our defence won't be solid, and it looks like now we've maybe found that that attacking combination that will get us a goal there and there. Um, obviously, if Faye wants to rest, we've got Campbell to come in and play the same role. So there's obviously interchangeability there. Um, same with Edwards and Norburn or, or Doherty. If everyone's fit, I think maybe a two 0 win. I'm going to stick cool. with that. Ollie. I'm going to go for three nil. Um, one, I need to do something different <laughs> yeah. to you to try and beat you to try and get the points. Um, okay. But also, um, just looking at their results, you know, they ship three to Rochdale. They had two against Wimbledon, um, you know. So yeah, they've conceded quite a lot of games, um, a lot of goals in games. So I think yeah, three 0 for Shrewsbury. Mm. And Scoot was, you know, just nodding his head to you there. You, you know, when you said three 0 you were, you oh no, three-nil? I was going to say two 0 the same oh, as there you. you go. So. Okay, fine. But yeah, you think it's confident though for next week? Yeah, I, I think the, I think the confidence of the team will be that will be up. Yeah. Oh good. As, yeah. as long as we don't go out there and have a terrible start or anything. I think silly. the team, the fans will be behind the team as well after the performance against Portsmouth and the yeah. win. Um, so I think the fans will be um, fully supporting um, the manager. And then we go into a block of four games now, which I think are going to be absolutely crucial for our, you know, whether this we're going to be in this relegation fight to the end. So we've got Scunthorpe at home, and then we've got Gillingham away, which is a massive game. And then mm. we've got um, the Easter weekend. So we've got Barnsley away, and we then have um, Oxford at home on the Monday. Um, you know, you never know. By then, Oxford could be safe themselves. They could have, mm. um, worked, but they could be over way over fifty points by then. So could we, to be fair. But I think that's a big, big crunch game um, coming up to the end of April. Feels to me like Scunthorpe Oxford are the two games you you target the wins. And you know, two wins. You know, Gillingham are inconsistent. Um, obviously because they're in a relegation fight but you know they're the kind of team that um, you know they win the games you don't expect to um, and on the D3-D4 podcast they predicted that we'd win this game Um, so fingers crossed they're right 
I was just going to say, haven't us and Oxford got the most draws oh, in yeah, this division? True. <laughs> well, it be, wouldn't surprise me. It'd be a point towards safety. That'd yeah. be at least something, wouldn't it, to be fair? But I mean, one of those two home games, if we could get one win out of one of those two home games and maybe a point on the road, one oh, draw the other home game, that's five more points. We should it, pick something up. At G- Interesting. Again, at Gillingham, not a place I want to go. And I'm not. <laughs> it isn't. It's just a, a no, long journey. It's a dull place it? when you get there. But. And, and I'm not going this time. I'm going to the other end of the country completely. Oh, uh, JT's organising a trip to Scotland. Oh, there you go. Well, you'll be as far away from Gillingham as you get there, <laughs> yeah, won't you? Yeah. you mentioned the draws. It's a good good, good start, that is. Um, so the most draws in the league is Sunderland with 16. And they've only lost two games all season, which is quite phenomenal. Oh, then that's you've got right. Blackpool I forgot about with 15, Sunderland. And then Shrewsbury with 13 with Oxford and Barnsley, who are second in the league. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. So there's quite a lot of draws we've had all season. Fine margins, Ollie. Fine margins. There we go. Um, funnily enough, Scunthorpe, uh, Scunthorpe, Sunderland did uh, did draw today, didn't they? And then eventually went to lose on penalties. Lost on penalties. And how McGivory does, how does everyone a fantastic feel about the, Yeah, McGivory sort of yeah, he did, yes. did the job, didn't he? And sort of seeing him celebrate gave me a bit of bit of a bit of joy. But still, watching it, uh, the last I watched the penalty sort of thing, and watching it, it just made me feel bad about what happened last season. And I turned it off in a huff at the end because still not still not off over losing at Wembley twice, no, Ollie. Let's not go there. <laughs> Yeah, we won't be going to Wembley anytime soon. So it's the Sunderland's there. record something like as bad as ours. Yes, now. yes. They've lost their last six, and they, they, they've, they've not won something anything since the nineteen seventy six. Seventy three. Seventy three. So for a club of their size, that's scandalous, really, isn't it? But um, yeah, we're, we're rivaling them for the worst team at Wembley Award. But yeah, hopefully we put that right next time we go there, Ollie. But um, yeah, in terms of more positive things, though, yeah, the win been a good week, hasn't it? Really, and I think we're we're all looking forward to you know getting another win on the on the board next week like we just said and I think that'll that'll really stave off the um Steve off the relegation troubles. I wanted to just say one thing Ollie when you were talking before you were talking about how you think the fans will react next, next week. I think you're completely right on that. I think that what's happened in the last few weeks means that we won't have a, a fan base that gets negative early doors like we did in those few games a, a few a few weeks back. I think people will now want to drive us on and it'll this will be now I think if the club are sensible this week, they really will push a get behind them lads kind of campaign. I know they've done the ticket office. Yeah, uh, they've done some offers, haven't they? Which has been great, and that, and that's good. And hopefully that that kicks up. But I think a little bit of just a razzmatazz in the press, really, to get fans down there and, and roll them on. I think that Scunthorpe game is so important that that should be one of the ones they try and focus. So yeah, hopefully the club, hopefully the club do something about that this yeah, week. Yeah, no, definitely. And yeah, I, I predict I'll probably go to virtually all the games the rest of the season now. Yourself. I won't go to Gillingham, I'm not but sure I think about I might Gillingham. go. Maybe, yeah, I might, I might go, go to all of them. Know. Yeah, I certainly don't. Especially when it gets to crunch times, it doesn't matter whether it's a good season or a bad season, Scooter. When it gets to the crunch times, I always say to my wife, "You want to be there." Yeah, yeah. you don't want to miss a get the fear a down of or missing out. Yes, yes, and I'm a bit gutted. I missed. In all honesty, I am gutted. I missed yesterday. I had a lovely weekend with the family, like. But there is something about these games at this crunch time that that will have been a, a, a great moment when we won and scored those two goals yeah. I've missed this season and it, as, a, as a passionate fan that doesn't miss many games they always rankle with you a little bit don't they and I'm sure you've got many games you've missed over oh, the years oh yeah you missed them <laughs> and you're like damn it so yeah I will be at the rest of the games hopefully however there is a groundswell of opinion Ollie that I have now started to get a record this season that the games I've missed which have not been many have been the games we've won and oh. recently there's been Peterborough away Saturday the Doncaster home game where I was injured and couldn't make it, which we won. Um, there was another one earlier on in the season. So, you know, is there a reason why I should, should give, maybe give it a miss? On yeah, Saturday, maybe you should just stop going then. <laughs> well, it saved me some money, that's for sure. But um, no, I'm, I'm coming. Uh, so tough. If we lose, you can't blame me. Well, tell them you're not coming. <laughs> Are you tempted by um, the um, Barnsley away? Yeah, I'm going to go to Barnsley away, yeah. I think yeah. It, isn't that, is that actually tonight? It's, it's a Friday. Friday. Yes, I'm going to go to that. I'll, I'll do all the Easter games. I've got plenty of spare time. 
Um, I've been working very hard recently and I've got my project in so I can have a little bit of time off if I need it, so that's fine. But um, yeah, it should, should be good. I'm looking forward to this next game next Saturday. It, it's, it's nice to go into it with a, with a positive mindset, looking to finally get rid of these relegation troubles and move on. So um, yeah, unless you've got anything else to say, Ollie, I suppose we'll leave yeah, it there, no, mate. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for the questions. And um, yeah, any other questions, let us know. And yes, yeah, it's funny, we're starting to get um, questions about next season, Glenn, but I think it's a bit too early for us to, for us to discuss that yet. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely be looking at that once we're safe, which yeah. hopefully will be several Fingers podcasts crossed. before the end of the season. But yeah, I want to just say thank you to John for coming on for for a debut. It's always good to have a new voice on, and um, we're trying to get this out there to as many different fans as possible. And you were one of the chosen few that did attend the Sam Ricketts meeting. But yes. it doesn't mean the podcast is only open to the chosen few. We've, <laughs> we've had plenty of people on who didn't go to that meeting. And, and as I say, like, like the Sports Parliament said about the Sam Ricketts meeting, if you email the Sports Parliament and ask to come on, you know they're going to get you involved if it happens again, and the same thing with the podcast, Ollie. We've got our email address on the on the website and on the um, Spotify and iTunes and SoundCloud accounts. If anyone does want to come on, you know it's just a case of, of dropping us a line and me coming to meet you and making sure you're okay enough to come to my house and record. So yeah, it's it's an open shop, yeah, isn't definitely. it, Ollie? We're also going to try um, in the next few weeks doing one with someone else on the line as well, so which opens up yes. a few more people as well. Maybe exactly, a, a few more avenues. Maybe even a guys in the states or something like that. Maybe funny to get one of those guys on as well. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to have to listen to this podcast, Scoot, for the first yes, time ever. Sort of, I'm, I'm going to have to make an effort. I'm yeah. going to show you how to do it. So, uh, yeah, let's leave it there. And thank you guys for listening. And we will catch you all next week. <laughs>